0: Hey, Story Show Podcast listeners, Jeremy Corey Green is here.
1: And Angie Zoller Barker.
0: And we are excited to um, share our next story with you from season three. This story opened the second act and uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But before we do, we need to remind you about an important upcoming deadline.
1: We have a call for submissions we are uh starting our next show january 12th charity is the humane society freeborn county
0: the theme is
1: give me shelter great theme it's gonna be an amazing theme.
0: theme could be about a pet could be about taking shelter somewhere else emotional shelter whatever right yeah
1: absolutely
0: yeah, so can't wait to see what those stories are. So we've got the, the deadline is November 22nd. Thanksgiving Day. Okay, and where can we submit those?
1: Uh, two ways. You can either submit directly to us through email, alstoryshow at gmail.com, or on our website, thestoryshow.org.
0: Awesome. Okay, so bring those to us either in, in, in either fashion, and we'll look at them and... and in about a week, kind of make a decision about which stories we're going to go with, and we'll be in touch and we'll move forward. Our next story. Yes. All right. Is returning veteran. Returning veteran. Fifteen-year-old kid. Uh, my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Is this is is this nepotism or not? Not at all. No.
1: No. because <laughs> she, she's my favorite. So. <laughs> <laughs> she is what I look back and wish, like, I had been when I was 15. And she gives me hope for, like, what is coming.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. And I She's very socially conscious, and uh, my wife and I look at each other now and then and think, where did this kid come from? Obviously, us, yes, but I I was not like that as at 15, either. I
1: don't think it was... Not that it, it's expected now of kids, but, like, it kind of... Like, there's almost a level of, like you have to be this woke to go on the ride of life <laughs> almost <laughs> now, right? Um, and she's just so beyond that. I mean, she's she's just eons beyond what the norm would be anyway. But uh, when we were kids, I wasn't being socially conscious. Like, if you recycled, I guess you were cool back in the 80s because that was the new thing.
0: You know, I remember, so I graduated high school in 91. So I was kind of coming of age in the, in the 80s, late 80s. And I remember getting you know however socially conscious i was largely came from the music i listened to so yeah. rem uh u2 that was a big one for me was u2 public enemy you know oh, stuff yeah. like that um but that was i was just getting started you know i wasn't i wasn't going out and reading much i was getting most of it through mass media you mm-hmm. know and yeah anyway so ava's kind of into that stuff and this this story began as an assignment in her Ninth grade English class. Yeah, we're all the best ones yeah, too. <laughs> right, Aaron Brackey's <laughs> class. And Erin uh, said, hey, you got to ask Ava about this story that she wrote. And I don't even know if it was a full-fledged story, but it was some kind of a, maybe a quick write, you okay. know? Okay, yeah. But it had it, it had the key, you know, one of the key scenes from her story in it. And so we talked about it, and she sh- shared it with me. And then I just kind of forgot about it for a little bit. And then I thought, this could work yeah. for our story show. so. I encouraged her to, to, to work on it, and I don't know, Angie, you have a son who's also been a student of mm-hmm. yours, right? And yeah. when those roles mix, sometimes, <laughs> you know, and so I'm not her teacher, but I'm her editor in this case, and... Mm-hmm. I gave her some feedback, which she largely ignored. <laughs> then, Sounds right. And then you and Riley <laughs> gave her feedback, which was oddly similar to the feedback I gave her, but she was more open to that for some reason. Weird. Yeah, I know. I just, I don't know.
1: I remember, I, you guys are going to love this story. I love this story. Um, when I read it, uh, sometimes stories just feel like, I don't know how to explain it, like, like warm or like close to you as you read them they're like you connect with them in a way that's like very intimate even if you and the author don't know each other or don't and I know Ava but uh, that's part of what makes reading so fantastic is we can make these connections across time and space and I remember reading her story and feeling that way feeling this like being seen um, and when a 15-year-old girl can make you feel seen about something, um, I just remember reading a line and being like, oh, man, I wish I had written that line. I <laughs> wish that was mine. Um, she's good. Like, I'm yeah. so excited to see what's coming up because and I what love, she's doing now is amazing.
0: Yeah, and I love uh, this, you know, the, the story was inspired by a classic playground experience that I think a lot of us can relate to even if the conflict was different but you know a peer interaction on the playground that suddenly makes you just go yeah you know holding that mirror up i'm different i need to change something you know Mm -hmm. and yeah so anyway uh and her delivery of it was pretty good yeah yeah so it was really good actually so um yeah well should we listen to it
1: yeah here's skip a shave
0: all right enjoy second half. We're going to start with Ava Corey Greenus. Ava is a 10th grader at the high school, and she absolutely adores her little sister Rosa. <laughs> Ava likes to tell her little sister what to do all the time, which irritates Rosa, but she knows it's just Ava's way of showing she cares. Ava is inspired by Rosa's drive to improve the world. Overall, Rosa is the best. This is Ava Corey Greenus with
2: Skip a Shave. Uh, well, I guess that's what happens when your little sister writes your blurb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so, our purpose on this earth is to improve it in some way or another. In order to reform the world, we must first reform ourselves. One of the most important ways we can do this is by asking questions. The question then is, what areas of my life do I need to reform in order to become my best self? Or more simply, how do I let my light shine? In order to improve, we must make adjustments. Improvement is impossible without change. In order to make the correct adjustments it's essential that we enter every situation with an open but critical mind. We must be willing and ready to truly listen and consider another point of view while also remaining logical about the situation. The goal is not to prove yourself right, but to choose the best option possible for yourself and the world, whether this means reconsidering your political stances, the way you speak to your friends and family, or your habits relating to consumerism, there are a plethora of topics that could use a lot of reconsideration. Now I will tell you my story about reconsidering popular beliefs relating to an equally controversial topic, leg hair. Fourth grade, hairy-legged Ava was sitting under the playground bridge basking in the glory of her green hand-me-down cargo shorts. I was minding my own business when my best friend ran over. Susie and I had a complicated relationship for a couple of fourth graders. She was arrogant, superficial, but she was popular and more importantly willing to spend time with me. Your legs are hairy, said Susie, crouching under the bridge. The smell of her Walmart brand perfume wafted over me. <laughs> yeah, we're mammals, I replied, puzzled. That's okay, I thought. Maybe she hasn't read National Geographic. <laughs> I had learned all sorts of fun facts about animals and knew that humans are mammals, which means they have backbone and body hair. I, now, proudly, have an abundance of both. But at the time, I questioned the merits of those lovely qualities. You're supposed to shave them, didn't you know that? She whispered, as though she were afraid of someone hearing that I didn't shave my legs. Now I stand in front of a large group of people, talking about the same subject. But at the time, my stomach turned as I began to worry, although my nausea could also have been attributed to Susie's perfume. (laughs) I couldn't help but wonder if I was doing something wrong. I mean, what on earth would the teacher's response be to such an offense? As soon as school was out, I ran home to interrogate my mom as to what Susie was talking about. Well, Ava, there are some people who shave their legs because they think it looks nice, she said. You probably don't want to do that. She was right, but that didn't stop me from stealing my mother's razor and unaware that apparently such a process requires soap. Well, you can imagine the razor burn that I suffered. I have not shaven my legs since. (laughs) Different in ways such as choosing not to shave your legs seems to be pretty insignificant. And yet, I've received a surprising amount of criticism for it. Situations like these beg the question, how different do we allow the people in our lives to be while still loving and accepting them? I like to think that in our culture, diversity is appreciated. Everyone says it's okay to be different. But that's only true when you're different in a cool way. A healthy amount of quirkiness is celebrated, but when you're different in a way that isn't perceived as positive, that's considered to be unacceptable. So we decide how different we allow ourselves and those around us to be. Skipping a shave is an insignificant way to be different, and most decent people are okay with the fact that I have fuzzy legs, but in many ways, we still forget to practice tolerance. Ultimately, avoiding people and ideas that are different from ours prevents us from improving as people, because without exposing ourselves to new ideas, we can't grow from them. Many people recognize this, but it's a self-destructive pattern that's difficult to break. Even so, we need to expand our minds and allow ourselves to consider that we may need to rethink our opinions. Accepting and exploring different ideas allows us to do that. Take shaving, for example. It's estimated that about 2 billion plastic disposable razors are thrown away each year in the U.S. alone, and these aren't even recyclable. That means that the plastic razor that you switch out every two weeks will be sitting in a landfill for the next 1,000 years. That's ridiculous, but what's more ridiculous is that hardly anyone is aware of this. Why? Because humans crave comfort, and we find comfort in conformity. Once we begin questioning things, such as the need to shave our legs, we adopt different ideas. Many people are ridden with the fear of change. We're afraid to differ from our past selves and the world, because we simply don't want to face the realization that maybe we were, at some point, wrong about something. This self-centered desire to stay in the dark is a hindrance to personal and global growth, but we can overcome that. We have the responsibility to improve the world and to let our light shine. That responsibility can be fulfilled through questioning ourselves and others, developing an openness to new and different ideas, and welcoming change. Even if that means reconsidering a long-held belief, exploring another political party's point of view, or, dare I say it, skipping a shave.
1: <laughs> the Let Your Light Shine Story Show was produced by Riley Worth, Jeremy Corey Greenis, and me, Angie Zoller Barker. Visit our webpage at thestoryshow.org and keep checking out our podcast. You can find us where you listen to your favorite podcast. Search for The Story Show in quotes.